Welcome to the ECG podcast for the week of April 5th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman, joined this evening by Zach Cassell from Boston. What is going on? Bobby Miller from Baltimore. How you doing? Adam Gumbert from Lexington, Kentucky. Hey, what's up? And joining us again uh, as a special guest here to do the first round of the ECG podcast tournament bracket of the best of the best retro versus modern games. We got George Arevalo from Miami. What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? We got Zach and Bobby fresh from PAX East. Sounds like you guys had a blast. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. So on tonight's show, we're going to be talking about um, Zach and Bobby's experience at PAX East, what they saw, what they enjoyed, maybe what they didn't enjoy. Uh, we're obviously going to hash through the first round of our tournament bracket. And as always, we'll be talking about what we've been playing. But first, a quick message about the podcast. We are going to be initiating a uh, soft reboot of sorts now that we've kind of gotten our sea legs, had some time together. Had, had a chance to kind of uh, get a feel for what we want this show to be. We're going to kind of move into less of a current events news-based format into more of a you know, specialty podcast where we have uh, more original segments, um, hopefully fun things like this tournament bracket that we've been doing, and maybe even a, an interactive feature or two where we can get some audience participation. So we'll keep you guys posted. Should be a little bit more of a uh, an original format, but we wanted to stand out and uh, have something a little bit different. A lot of news podcasts out there uh, wanted to have a little bit more of our own identity, and I think that's uh, where our strength lies, and uh, you know the reason for for doing it. So uh, Zach and Bobby, PAX East, huh? Oh yes. Exciting news uh, from Gearbox and a whole hell of a lot of games out there. Uh, why don't we uh, we we kick it off um, uh, with you, Bobby? Uh, tell us a little bit about what you saw, what you played. Uh, I uh, saw a lot. Uh, there definitely. Uh, if I if you ever go to PAX, I would suggest definitely doing Thursday first uh, because you could see more things uh, as the. Friday and Saturday get super busy, uh, and it's so crowded where backpacks are slapping you in the face uh, 90% of the time, uh, but Thursday is probably the best day, and that's where I played a lot, uh, and I got to play uh, a lot of different games. I got to play Dreams uh, from PS4. It's a PS4 game. Um, I'm trying to remember. This is kind of a... Uh... Little big planet on steroids. Yeah, it's right? media molecule. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the same. Pretty much, it's it, yeah, it pretty much seems to me it's just like tear away. It's everything else. It's just there. They want you to create your own levels, and you can make different things. And there'll be uh, it's just like little big planet, except for it's uh, strictly based on they want you just to create new content and pretty much uh, PlayStation's play, create, share. It's just user-generated content. Uh, you can make your own levels, characters, and, and it's actually it was it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it, it Media Molecule was great, uh, but they did make uh, some interesting games uh, that that like Little Big Planet go kart racing that was not that great because uh, yeah, but yeah, that's another side story. But yeah, Dreams, Dreams. I played Dreams. That was great. Uh, I got to play uh, another game that I've been watching for a long time. Uh, it's by the publisher, The Farm Fifty One. And it's called Chernobylite, where it's a 
like a survival horror game, but what they have done, uh, the studio had been following them for a long time. They take pictures of sites from Chernobyl to actually use in the game. Uh, so it's pretty cool. Like every day they'll update and put different pictures out there of sites they've seen and then how they, they put it into the game. And it was, it, it ran a little, uh, it, a little laggy, uh, at parts, but again, it's hard because most of these games, when they make it there, they're mostly on PC and it's, it's a different, uh, type of beast as a play, as opposed to playing on a console. Uh, but, but it was a little laggy in the beginning. Uh, but then it started to pick up a little bit, and I, I had a blast. It kind of felt like Resident Evil, uh, but just from seeing the stills and the pictures that they put online, it was it was uh, it was pretty nice to see. Uh, for just having the before knowledge of the pictures and whatnot. But yeah, the Polish studio section was pretty cool. They had a whole little uh, setup with six different games that they had, um, and Chernobyl was definitely the best out of all of them. It looked great. So um, is it third person survival like a Resident Evil game where you're like? you know, over the shoulder camera, like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's more of, it reminds me of, uh, I want to say fallout three, mm-hmm. okay. uh, except for you're trying to find, uh, your significant other in the radioactive wasteland. Uh, so it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, but the shooting mechanics are, they're a little slow. It's kind of, they try to make it so real like that. It's like, kind of like you're actually aiming as opposed to, uh, aim assist, uh, so it's it's pretty it's it's interesting. It's definitely going to need a tutorial for you to figure it out. Uh, luckily, they had someone standing there telling me everything to do because uh, I I honestly will put it out there. I do not like tutorials. Uh, they I, I stopped playing so many games because the tutorials are so long. Uh, For Honor that that's one that the tutorial is just way too long. Uh, I didn't even finish that one. Uh, but yeah, but. But Chernobylite, it was great to have someone there as opposed to just buttons uh, on the screen uh, and trying to tell you, which, yeah, we're never going to get that. But it, it was it was nice, though. But Chernobylite was definitely my uh, sort of highlight. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch. Oh, quick question about the oh, yeah. Chernobyl game. Yes. Um, so it sounds pretty cool. I like the, the real world um, kind of aspect to it. Is yes. it supernatural killing radiated creatures or is it more like a walking simulator like what it's, is it's it's more exactly? like it's i'd say it's more i guess an action adventure uh there are other uh i guess just regular people with the same chernobyl masks like the gas masks uh it, it they have those kind of people like like fallout uh but they aren't as uh they aren't they don't look like uh i guess i'll say characters from Borderlands uh, or Mad Max coming at you. Uh, they, they just look like regular people with gas masks uh, that kind of like live around uh, the area, and they're just trying to uh, stop you from getting to certain points. It was, it was. I, I had a blast though. It, it, it. Luckily, I went on Thursday, and I got to play it for a lot longer than than probably a lot of people uh, because it was so early, and everybody's kind of just walking past to go to the uh, other stations, but. But they, because uh, they had different setups of different games, so everybody was just kind of filling in. Uh, but uh, is it strictly single player or co a co op as well? Single player. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So very yeah. much. They narrative. said that they might try to do multiplayer later, but they don't know how it would uh, come in. And then they they talked about uh, maybe doing something kind of like a battle royale, but not uh, just because of how the shooting mechanics are. It would just be hard uh, with a slower game like that. Um, but. They said it's uh, something multiplayer may be in the future, but I, I exactly. Hopefully, it's something like, uh, uh, what is it? Brothers of Tale of Two Sons. Um, oh, wait, not that one. What's the other one? 
crap. Are you talking about a way out? Yes, yes, yes. Something like mm-hmm. that is what I was uh, kind of thought more of on that aspect. Um, but another game uh, I did like was called Moving Out. Um, this was by uh, SMG Studios. And this was uh, the kind of funny game showcase, right? Were you like the moving? Yeah, it was kind yeah, of the game was like overcooked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had a blast. Yeah, it was like you'd have two, uh, well, you can have up to four people playing and you basically are just trying to load furniture onto a truck uh, or a platform, and then you some of it you need help with. So it's like two of you, it'll say it's too heavy, you can't carry it, so two of you are trying to go through some of these contraptions. Like some of it, it'll have like saws trying to chop you up as you're trying to get past with the furniture and stuff. And what? That sounds yeah, insane. Yeah, I it's, check that out. yeah, it was really fun. Like it, it, they had a long line to play it on the, 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 uh, Friday and Saturday, but it it's still we had a blast. We played it twice. Uh, I always love the indie section. The indie games sometimes just have more of an appeal for me, just because, especially this year, it didn't seem like there were a lot of the bigger name games there. Uh, but uh, but that's just my opinion. Um, but I'm uh, moving out, and I love that they're uh, that they say that you're becoming a certified furniture arrangement and relocation technician, uh, <laughs> which is fart. So I thought that was uh, I like the way that they they uh, put that on there, but I, I had a blast with that because uh, they had Overcooked Two there as well. Uh, they had new DLC for that coming out, so it's kind of like playing the same game, uh, just different uh, DLC. It felt like, uh, um, and then there was that, and trying to see what else. Um, I did watch people play Control uh, mm-hmm. by Remedy Games. I don't know if that was on uh, Zach's list. Um, but Control was fun uh, to, to watch. Uh, I think that's a third-person shooter. Uh, I think that's another Sony game. Makers um, of uh, Quantum Break and yes. uh, Matt, Alan or Max Payne, Alan Wake. Yep. Yes. Uh, I believe that is all consoles. Uh, I don't think it's a Sony exclusive. I, I think okay. Sony may have the marketing deal, but I, I do believe it's actually coming to, to all platforms. Okay, yeah, well, Quantum Break, I didn't know. I didn't was just cause I think it was at the PlayStation booth. Maybe that's just why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I definitely think they have the marketing um, agreement. But uh, go ahead, man. Tell us. I mean, what, what did uh, how did it like look? Right, like Quantum Break always looked kind of cool, like in the marketing, but sounds like it was a little uneven in the execution. Did this yes. look like it was a little more like singular in its vision and kind of like approachable, like not trying to be gimmicky, but a little more straightforward. Because I love Max Payne, like all of the Max Payne games were great. Um, while I never personally played Alan Wake, I know it's got a huge cult following. So, what was your sense of uh, control? It, uh, honestly, it it was uh, it was very buggy. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't think it's ready. I definitely don't think it's ready to PAX. Uh, that's just my thing. There were points where it looked good. Um, but there, yeah, it, it definitely isn't, isn't ready. It reminded me of kind of like, uh, Mass Effect, uh, Andromeda where it just, it, it needs a little more time, but it could still be really good. Uh, but I just think they, the, yeah, it just needs a little bit more. Cause it just seemed like people were getting frustrated with it and walking away. Uh, and I, I hated to see that, especially at that something like this, where it's like, uh, they, I want to say they kind of use this as like a beta system. Um, but uh, yeah, it it's not ready yet. 
Well, it looks like but it's, it, so. but the graphics wise, it looked great. But it's just it's it kind of like most of the other games now, where they come out a little earlier than expected, uh, probably uh, financial reasons, uh, which I, I understand. Uh, but it's going to probably need a lot of day one updates. Well, it looks like it's supposed to launch in August, so that's you know oh, uh, five five yeah, months, yeah. like you know, or not five, I guess four, you know, months uh, rather. Um, I obviously didn't see the game, but that's a decent amount of time, I guess, to iron out some kinks and things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that they they could probably fix a lot of it. A lot of it seems glitchy, and I can't remember which game there was at PAX that it had a note on it that said, don't go to this section, it's breaking the game. Uh, and people were going to that section, and then they had to keep resetting the games. But I can't remember for the life of me what game that was. That's that's uh, never yeah. bodes well. <laughs> no, and that's what I I just felt bad. I'm just like, why would they even like put that note out there? That's like uh, social media uh, suicide. There, they're just like pretty much telling you it's not ready. Uh, but yeah, of course, everybody went there. Um, but uh, I will tell you, I know Zach's going to talk about Days Gone. I I'm pretty sure I feel the same way Zach does. Uh, but I do think that their setup at PAX was beautiful. Uh, but I'll let Zach get into that one. Um, uh, just what they had uh, there for you to see, uh, like their little setup before you got in to play the game. Um, but VR was uh, huge this year. That was very surprising to me. Uh, there was like big cubes set up all around. Um, I didn't try any of the VR. It felt like uh, that Jim Carrey movie uh, where everybody's watching you. Uh, uh, Truman Show. <laughs> yeah, it was just these giant cubes with you wearing the VR, which I guess in makes sense is probably for more of the audience's protection because there were a lot of people, uh, when I watched some of the Oculus, they were like hitting the monitors and they were hitting the, the CPUs where people were set up because they were getting too close uh, and confused and disoriented playing the games, uh, which is humorous, but it, you felt bad for the developers as well trying to reset up their stuff. Uh, but but VR was big, and I tell you, I give a lot of credit to. Uh, uh, you, I think the year I went last, it was. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going over here, but. Uh, um, oh no, you t- you got plenty of time. Yeah, we we got all the time in the world, <laughs> my friend. Like I, this is what we're here for. So. Yeah, it, it was League of Legends was huge. I mean, the oohs and ahs from the crowds. Uh, it was crazy to see that when I first went in 2015, I believe. Uh, but this year, which I was excited to see, was Magic the Gathering had the biggest uh, booth, and they had their whole esports uh, thing there, which was crazy because I used to be really big into Pokemon cards, so my wife told me that we have nowhere else to put them, uh, so I had to stop buying them. Uh, but the, I guess, I don't know if another series came out at PAX, but there were tables set up with people like flying through opening up packs and like new uh, pack, uh, opening all the packs at the tables and stuff. It was pretty cool to see that that was uh, something that was the biggest thing there as opposed to just about the video games. I like that it's uh, they did games as a whole uh, as opposed to just the uh, the the video game aspect. Um, but there were some pretty cool board games. Uh, the Borderlands game was announced. Uh, the Tiny Tina game um, where you basically, uh, if you saw the Randy Pitchfork YouTube, I was at the Gearbox panel. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, it was a little long. I, I don't know if Randy needed to do a magic trick. Uh, it seemed a little set up. 
But the magic trick uh, that Rarity did was pretty cool. Uh, and oddly enough, the girl that they picked, uh, she was actually at one of the booths. She runs the Filthy Casual uh, clothing line uh, there at one of the PAX booths, which were pretty cool. Uh, she was one of the people doing a magic trick with uh, Randy Pitchfork, which it, it still seems staged to me, but it's cool. Uh, but uh, one thing I didn't like, and I'm a big Ubisoft guy, is Ubisoft had really nothing uh, for uh, the Division 2, which was surprising. Uh, every single thing that they had at the Ubisoft, uh, I guess the Ubi store, uh, was just all Assassin's Creed and the guy did show me one thing they had for the division was a sleeveless vest jacket. Uh, I'm a larger guy. Uh, and, uh, he was really serious about me trying to buy this $65 half jacket. And I just looked at him and laughed like I'm not. And he was like, yeah, we got the new comic that came out. And I'm just like, uh, that's, that's all you have for like your, your newest game. And he's like, oh yeah, they didn't, they didn't send us anything or whatnot. I'm like, what? And then I saw online that, that a lot of their stuff is still available for pre-order, uh, like the backpack and some of the other stuff and shirts or whatnot. But, but, but it all in all, I had a blast uh, from uh, the stuff that I could do. Uh, but I, I had a good time, and uh, there are several other games that I could probably talk about. But I'm gonna let Zach go because I definitely need a drink for talking for so long. <laughs> Knock yourself <laughs> Feel free to hop back in there too if Zach brings up something and it jogs something loose. Uh, okay. You know, absolutely. Um, that works. All right. So, uh, so Zach, give us the goods, man. Uh, the bads, the uglies. Uh, tell me about your your packs and what you saw, what you liked, what you didn't like. Jeez, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it, it was a blast. Uh, this is my second year that I've been uh, going again from the hiatus from being in the military so it's uh interesting to see how it changed from back then to when it was just starting out when uh, i was going the first time to now um even g4 was there like the first times i went it was crazy oh wow um but yeah i mean as far as games went it was awesome there was a there was a ton of games there um obviously one of the biggest ones was days gone and yeah the presentation they had there for the game was was top notch they had um like live actors playing zombies or freakers as they like to call them and uh they had like this giant bear there that was infected and a motorcycle you could sit on and take a picture and um and the way that they did the line was actually really smart too so yeah. they capped the line at a certain amount of people like a guy stood there and capped the line so that way the line couldn't, you know, go on forever and ever and be three hours long. That guy, you just happen to walk by and he's like, hey, I have some space. You could go in line. And you would only be wait 40 minutes, not, you know, three hours. So I think just you know, people to spread out a little bit, see some other stuff, come back by. That's great, man. Yeah, exactly. And, and Control kind of did the same thing. So they had like reserve time slots. You had to download a PlayStation Experience app. And you would choose a time slot and you would save your time slot and you would just go back to the booth at like two o'clock or whatever, whenever you chose your time. And then, that you know, you would just go right in and stop playing the demo. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Maybe that's why I didn't play. Um, but yeah, back to Days Gone. So hmm. 
all right, I started playing it. There's two versions of the demo that you can play. One's a more story-driven um, portion of the demo. The other one is more um, action. There's a lot of freakers, and you have to uh, kill them. You know, uh, There's a bar on the screen, and that's the one that I did uh, because, you know, the the... The trailer that they showed at uh, E3 when they all came out, uh, the train and everything, that was like super cool to me. And like that, like I remember being like, oh man, I can't wait to do that. So when I found out I could do it here, I was pumped. We get in, my buddy's doing the story driven one. I'm doing the one where you have to kill all the freakers. <laughs> right off the bat, um, the demo uh, didn't do the greatest job at explaining to me what what to do um and my friend had the same problem and um i can't really speak for his portion of the demo um but he said he experienced the same thing that i did where it didn't really give him a lot of direction um the game looks really good um and my portion was so you start off you start off next to your bike you're in like um like a construction area and there's like a mass graveyard, uh, like they dug it all up and everything. And there's all the freakers are in there and you have to kill them all. And there's the bar on the side of the screen. And the more you kill, the bar depletes. Uh, they give you a couple weapons to start off with some mines and all that. So I'm sitting there trying to figure out, you know, different ways to kill them all without them killing me. But the second that they see you, they are on you like a fly on shit. You cannot escape these dudes. And there's invisible walls for the demo, so I didn't really know how far I could travel out. So I was constantly going. It was like, oh, you're you're passing the demo wall, and it would reset me. So I was constantly doing like a trial and error run, trying to figure out the best way to kill these guys. And the best I could ever do was like get them halfway down. I would plant some mines. Uh, they would come out and chase me and everything. They'd blow up. I'd get on my bike, which the camera didn't control well when I was on the bike. Um, the way that it controls is is kind of weird. And they they literally do not stop following you. So I in the demo, I don't know if like the firepower that I had is the most or some of the most powerful stuff that you'll get in the game or what, but like I didn't have the necessary tools to kill all of them and uh, kind of made the mission pointless because I spent half the time just running around trying to avoid them because the second I stopped to try and do damage with like my machine gun or something, which was the most disappointing thing for me is there was no indication that I was hitting these guys. So like there was no weight to the bullets hitting these enemies they no no hit indication and they just kept running towards me so like i wasn't really getting that sense of accomplishment by doing anything other than hoping that the bar was going to start depleting so it, it was just kind of uh, a letdown in in that aspect it's did the people around you seem to be uh like i mean the players around you that were doing the demo seemed to have the same kind of issues. Like, did you get an overall sense of kind of frustration and 
I didn't really get a chance to talk to anybody else about it because I was too busy talking to my buddy when we were leaving. I was like, dude, did you kind of experience the same thing that I did? And he was like, yeah. So we were kind of talking about it amongst ourselves. I should have. I totally should have asked every, other people if they had experienced uh, the same issues and everything. But I don't want to say that the game's obviously bad. It's not. It's like I'm still I'm it's still one of my most anticipated games of the year. It's just, it's not a day one buy for me after that demo. I wonder too, sometimes context is so important. And I feel like often these types of demos, as you said, they don't <clears throat> really let you know like where you are, what you're supposed to be doing and kind of be, you know, to be tossed in the middle of something like that can feel a bit odd. Um, I've, I'll be honest, I don't think I could be more lukewarm on this game. Like, I mean, from day one, like, I haven't thought it looked bad, but, I you know, I haven't seen anything yet that has made me really drool other than sort of the Sony, you know, name. And um, is it Sony Ben that's making it? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a little bit of pedigree there, I guess, but um, I'm just, See, I just... Um, lukewarm. That's, yeah. Uh, I'll describe. I got super excited because I was... Uh listening to kind of funny and greg miller was super high on the game and i was like oh man that's awesome because i'm gonna be able to play this game in a couple days from when i listened to him talk about it so i was so pumped and then it i don't know it's because i set my expectations too high or what but i was i was just a little underwhelmed so it's it sounds like the demo that he and a lot of the games uh media got to play was a little bit more um it's the word had more meat like, on its bones well, yeah, and it was a little less restricted, right? It sounded like, you know, there was a bit more freedom to kind of get a sense of, like, what the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay, like, something that wasn't necessarily mission-oriented, but more being around and, like, living in that world. Because it's, it's, it's a bit open world, right? Like, from my understanding of it anyway, it's supposed to be that you can kind of travel around on your motorcycle, uh, stop. There's, like, you know, areas to explore and, and kind of secrets to uncover and things like that, so... Yeah, um, which I unfortunately didn't get to do any of that kind of thing. So, hmm. so um, how long was the demo? Like, what, what kind of play time when when you were playing that particular I game think ballpark? It was uh, I want to say no more than ten minutes. Oh, really? Okay. Um, but anyways, so that was Days Gone. Still, still looking forward to it. Still can't wait to hear more information on it. Just a little underwhelmed by the demo. Yeah, I kind of felt the same. I, it felt like more of a horde mode, uh, like where everything was just coming at you. Uh, I, I didn't. My buddy and I, we switched off plan. Uh, I, I got out of the line because I, I get frustrated easily when there's too many people around me bumping into me. Uh, so I just uh, I let him play and I walked out. But uh, I, it felt like a, a horde mode where you were just shooting enemies the whole time, as opposed to actually doing a little bit more uh he did actually talk about that where you couldn't really move around too much without it resetting you um as well but it 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 i it's not a day one purchase for me only because i i still have games like uh, red dead redemption uh on my list to play oh man i i i will get there eventually like it, it's up there except for the division has me now. yeah yeah, sweet. All right. So, what else, uh, Bobby? What um, any other like uh, highlights for you? Anything that you? Um, yeah, I, I saw from your Twitter feed. It looks like you saw some stuff that uh, impressed you that you enjoyed. So, um, what else did you like? Zach. 
Oh, I'm sorry. No, um, I, yeah, yeah, I meant yeah. Zach. I, I was like, wait a minute. Oh, man. Sorry, fellas. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll just give you the brief rundown of the games that I played and like, just quick overview of what they were, what I did and didn't enjoy. I won't go super into depth. Um, in depth, not in the depth. Um, one uh, game called Bless Unleashed. Um, it's uh, going to be a free-to-play um, MMOS game on the Xbox. Uh, built from the ground up. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of there's a Bless Online, I believe. Um, set in the same universe and everything, but this game, uh, like I said, they built from the ground up to be uh, played specifically on the Xbox One. Um, the description of the game is let's see to combo driven combat system and persistent progression challenging brave adventures to battle and survive menacing monsters and other players in an open world full of co-op combat fantasy lore violence and pvp so the demo was pretty cool uh they dropped you in you had to go uh kill a couple smaller uh like uh ogre looking enemies and then you had to fight two bigger guys and uh, it's cool because they laid out all the combos for you on the screen and everything. So you weren't kind of like struggling to figure out the move set. They laid them all out there. So you kind of felt like a badass while you were doing everything because you, you had all the combos uh, given to you. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and they kind of rewarded you at the end. So like the boss dropped like physical loot. So after you beat the final boss for the demo, it would like drop something. And like for me, I won a T-shirt. For beating the boss so like that was pretty cool um it was only we only got to play the by ourselves but uh like i said in the description the game's gonna come out it's gonna be co-op i believe up to four players they said that you can run out on missions with but obviously they'll have like those towns i believe where there'll be more people and everything like that um i assume because they said it's gonna be like a, a legit mmo uh, so that game was pretty cool um dauntless um, another free-to-play game, uh, very Monster Hunter-esque, but um, I really want to like uh, end the comparison there because uh, this game's kind of got like a different pull um, than than Monster Hunter. I feel uh, this game is um, I feel more accessible. But also, it's it's also very deep. It's like easy to pick up, hard to master. So what you do is uh, you and a team of three other slayers, they call them, uh, will choose your weapons. They got like um, kind of like Kratos's uh, Blades of Chaos type deal. Um, they have an axe. They got like a war pike, a hammer, guns, and a sword. And like those are the different weapons you can choose. But each weapon you know, can have these different cores that you can infuse into them and, like, give them different properties and everything and make them do different things. One will make your team more fire-resistant if you were going up against, like, a fire behemoth or one that drops more health or, or stuff like that. So it's it's really, really deep with what you can do in terms of customization on your armor because you don't actually level up your character. You level up by getting better armor and weapons and the way you do that is by killing these behemoths so you and three of the slayers will go out they drop you into the world and you go and you look for the behemoth on the floating island 
And once you find it, you have this flare that you can shoot up. Uh, they actually give out these pretty cool ones. So like for me, like when I shoot my flare up, it'll say packs in the air, hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, and that just like alerts people to where I am so they can all jump me and we'll fight the monster or the behemoth. Um, and it's super cool because from what I've played so far, I actually came home and downloaded the game. I, I enjoyed my time with it that much. Um, a lot of the behemoths uh, look and play, well, you have to play against them like totally different. So your strategy against one will absolutely not work against your strategy for another. Like there's these like giant owl ones that have like attacks that are more um, uh, like air based. Like he does this whirlwind attack against you and he sends like waves of air at you and everything was just in the ground looked like rocks when I walked by him and then he popped up and like his attacks are totally different because he's like on four legs like a you know dinosaur type deal and all of them just look and play totally different and you have to defeat them and like you pretty much wear the behemoths that you kill so you kill them you use their body parts and everything to make your new weapons and armor and that's how you level up so the only way to progress and get better is by going out and killing these behemoths. And obviously, you know, once you get towards like the end game content, you start facing those named behemoths where they're super serious. Like the ones that they had at the demo at PAX were like crazy. Um, it's, it's super fun and uh, it's, it's free to play, which is crazy. Um, two of the best games that I, well, not the best games, my favorite games that I played there are, are going to be free to play. And, yeah, I think I can definitely see the uh, <clears throat> just from your description and some of the marketing stuff, uh, the Monster Hunter comparison, uh, for sure, in terms of the gameplay loop, uh, what would you say sets it apart? Like, what's the biggest? Um, so Monster Hunter, from from what I played, um, is very uh, complex, like there's a lot of moving pieces. Uh, like you have, you know, you can craft a lot of certain stuff and, um, just it's super deep spread across, um, a wide area, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is more concentrated. So you, you're not progressing a, a skill tree or anything like that. You're not building your character out in specific ways. Um, like I said, for like tr like a tree and everything like that, it's you're only leveling up gear. So you start off with basic gear. You go, you kill the first monster. It gives you, by killing that monster, you now have the ability to make armor and weapons from that monster. So now you can put his weapons on and his armor on, and you can go fight stronger monsters, and then you can kill them and you wear their armor and you use their weapons to go out and, and uh, you know, pretty much do that loop. And um, it's, it's uh, quick, like the, there's like a timer, there's a half an hour when you land on the island and there's a danger meter. So if you're doing really good, your danger meter doesn't go up, but if, you're doing really bad and you're losing a lot the danger meter will increase and if it gets too high you won't be able to revive your team and stuff anymore and you'll lose and you'll have to restart the fight 
Um, but the way that they do the free to play is like they'll rotate the named monsters out. So mm-hmm. they'll rotate some monsters in and they'll be like, all right, these three monsters are available. Like end game monsters are available to fight. Now, if you're looking to forge weapons from these monsters, make sure you get on to fight them. So you got to get a team together that, you know, is going to be good enough to take down this, this monster that you've been trying to take down for a while. And he finally showed up again. So, you know, it's like, it's almost like a hype moment. Like, oh, hell yeah, man. We like this one that's named Boreas. You know, like, oh man, Boreas is, is back and I haven't been able to beat him. I'm going to get a crew together. We're going to, you know, go beat him. And like, like I said, uh, you, you can fuse different stuff into your gear to, to kind of, um, you know, specialize in a certain area. Like, like I said, you can specialize in healing. You can specialize in, um, fire resistance for your team like i said if the behemoth spits fire or something like that so it's it's super interesting and it's just i feel it's a lot more accessible than a game like monster hunter where it's it's really deep even though they did simplify it for the one that came out on consoles i just feel like this is a lot more um i don't know just easy to play and and to me more fun and because i i like of all the games that i played there like the one or two that i keep thinking about like that's one of them like i said i came home and downloaded it because it was that much fun excellent yeah i uh monster hunter personally didn't click with me i probably put 20 hours or so brother loved it i had some other friends that i play with regularly uh with the kind of games of service games uh loved it um i totally understand the appeal of the gameplay loop it's just not uh not really a game for me um maybe because it was just a little too uh not really obtuse but it felt needlessly complicated so perhaps that sort of streamlined approach uh, uh would be a little bit um more attractive i don't know maybe i'll give it a go yeah definitely it's it's um only on pc right now but it's coming to consoles in the summertime That's so excellent yeah, definitely. It's, it's going to be uh, accessible for pretty much everybody. And I guess they're even doing a Switch version, too. So, nice. uh, super cool. Yeah, um, the next game was uh, Biomutant. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that one. I have, indeed. I'm um, very curious. Yeah, I was super curious about that game, too. Like, I feel like it's been flying under the radar for a lot of people. I don't really hear a lot of people talking about it. So I was super pumped when I found out it was going to be there. And uh, the description, I'll read you real quick. An open-world post-apocalyptic kung fu fable RPG with unique martial arts style combat system allowing you to mix melee shooting and mutant abilities. Uh, So it's pretty cool. Like, they started off the demo. uh, You start off the demo, you choose, like, your fur and everything. And if you have thicker fur, you'll be more damage resistant and everything. And if you have um short fur you'll be quicker um so it's cool that stuff like that uh came into effect it is so how you look actually matters um you got to change the colors and everything of how you looked and then you go out and uh you did about like a 10 minute demo and uh the gameplay felt really solid um i don't really know like how to describe it i'm trying to think of a game to compare it against hmm. aesthetic wise it kind of looked a little bit like ratchet and clank to me a little bit of beyond good and evil like uh it definitely has like a 
I don't know, like, a, like I mean, art style wise, at least, like, kind of a, an interesting, you know, look to it, like, um, just with the the main character and everything, like, uh, kind of like anthropomorphic, right? It's like a yeah, you know, like a cat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and okay. it was it's it's cool, like it's it's you know your third person action combat style game. So uh, I'm just interested to see. Uh, the ideas and you know they said you get like mutations and stuff and we, i didn't really get to see a lot of that i was just able to you know kill a few guys and you know get in this mucus bubble and bounce around really high and everything soft enemies and stuff so um, the combat feel good so yeah yeah it? it felt it felt real solid um i wasn't i didn't feel like i was you know slogging around or, or moving too fast where i couldn't pay attention to anything um, it, it felt pretty solid to me, so uh, I'm I'm definitely more excited now after playing it than I was uh, just uh, anticipating and hearing more info about it. So that's definitely a plus. And I'm sure marketing is going to ramp up quite a bit for that. Like as it gets closer to release, uh, it seems like it pops up every now and again at uh, like an E3 or Paris Games Week or something like that. You'll get a little bit more information. So yeah, hopefully they push it. Uh, remind me again, like who's who's making the, what's yeah? What's see, the that's video? the problem. Is I think that it's uh, with uh i guess earlier this year with it's thq nordic and oh, uh with, yeah. with earlier with them doing the uh the ama on 8chan uh, uh which i guess somebody didn't do their job and uh they decided to try to do that on 8chan uh and then that's apparently been uh, the bigger news and i think that's kind of overshadowed everything that they had at the thq nordic booth uh because people are kind of uh I guess just taking a, not wanting to play the games because of that. Uh, but it's it's not everybody's fault. People made mistakes that uh, they definitely should have checked out 8chan before they tried to do a uh, uh, something on there. Uh, but yeah, for, for sure. I, yeah, so I think that kind of overshadowed it. But I, I also think that, uh, I think that this game was also at PAX in 2017. So this has been in development for a long time. So hopefully they do start marketing it better. Uh, because I know I've been wanting to play it and waiting for it to come out for a long time. Because I think they were even going to do a VR mode uh, that was talked about before. But like uh, Zach said, it, it just seems it's not getting as much publicity as it probably should. Excellent. Well, yeah, I'm definitely curious. Like, it's one of those things that uh, I've kind of just kept my ear to the ground. No, with all the games out now and for fucking ever, I'm just like that. When that one comes out, I'll pay a little more attention or it gets closer to it. <laughs> but you know, it, my ears will perk up anytime it comes up. So, Ooh, yeah. cool. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's certainly shaping up to be uh, interesting. Um, it looks like it has, it has the potential to have a, a cool world, and I'm a big fan of world building. Like, if there's a, a place that like it's enjoyable to just be in um, with cool people to talk to and just a neat, like, unique feeling place. I mean, I think that for me was you know, the hook about the original Mass Effect trilogy, first and foremost. It's just like the universe felt like a cool place to be. Well, there's decisions and stuff in this game too, so that's another thing to look for. Like your decisions and stuff, they says will alter the world and stuff, so I'm really looking forward to see how they implement that. Oh, yeah. Um, so just real quick, uh, one more game uh, that I'm actually super excited to talk about and then even more excited for the news that comes after it is a game called Lemnus Gate. Um, it's a first-person shooter with a super cool twist that I've never seen before. Um, even though there was another game there that was kind of similar, but I I like one this game. 
Mm-hmm. What it is 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 a 30 second you have 30 seconds the game mode that i played it was sort of like a capture the flag type thing you have 30 seconds to go capture the flag and and bring it back then the other team goes and they have 30 seconds to perform whatever they want but they see my character doing his 30 second loop so they can either go for a flag and score a point or kill my guy in his 30 second loop and prevent me from getting and after their 30 seconds is up, I get another turn. So now I'll see my first guy, his 30-second loop guy, and now I'm putting a, th- a third 30-second loop guy there. So it's like it's almost like a chess game after a certain amount of time. Like you have to really figure out what you want to do. Do you want to kill him? Do you want to go for the thing? Like it was it was super interesting. And um I I only played, you know, one round, so uh I didn't get to experience it as much as I wanted to. So I, I reached out um, to Rat Loop Games, and I'm able to uh, say that I got the game director to come on to the show. His name's James Anderson. We'll have him on next week. He's going to talk more about the game. And uh, I, I hope you guys are looking forward to it as, as much as I am because it was super fun and interesting. It sounds like a cool concept. Like I, I like the that it's thirty seconds. So uh, it sounds like you have to make split decisions, and uh, that is quite the unique. Uh, can like can the prior iteration of yourself fight back when they're trying to kill you, or do you just do what you were always doing and like you're kind of just helpless? Yeah. So that's the thing. You your thirty second loop is only going to do what you did in that thirty. I, I see. That's that's where your other your other thirty second loop uh guys are gonna come into play so like he killed your guy but do you go for another flag to throw him off do you kill him to prevent him from killing your guy like what do you do like it just like i said it's it makes you think and it's it was really interesting awesome well yeah i look forward to that interview we'll uh, uh it'd be cool to pick somebody's brain you know design philosophy wise and uh just you know where that idea came from and yeah absolutely that's cool man all right, and to round out the podcast this evening with you fine gentlemen, uh, let's talk uh, briefly about what we've all been playing. So, um, Adam, let's uh, let's start with you. All right, so the last few weeks I've been I've actually been playing a lot of stuff more than normal. I got, of course, Borderlands um, news got me hyped. Went back and got the Handsome Collection, playing through two right now. Never played pre-sequel. So once I get through two and all the DLC, I'll move on to that. Um, I am max level in Division, so level 30, 452, I think, is my gear score. So right. I'm waiting for the next content tomorrow. And then started playing Ark Survivor Evolved with some of my friends and played that for about eight hours last night, and that game was a blast. I don't think I'll ever stay with it or play it solo, but God, that was a fun time. So I've just been playing a little bit of everything last uh, last couple of weeks, and getting deep into some stuff I'd never even touched before. So yeah, it's been a pretty good couple of weeks. Excellent. How about you, uh, Bobby, what you've been up to? I, uh, I, besides being at PAX, I had a couple of days off of not playing, but I've just been playing a division, uh, helping, uh, most of my friends rank up. I am also level 30, uh, tier world tier four. Can't wait for tomorrow, uh, for something new. Um, and it's just, it just been the division two for me. Besides all the stuff I played at PAX, of course, yeah, excellent. Yes. 
And uh, Zach, how about you, sir? Um, so the majority of my time has been going to Sekiro. Uh, what a what a game that is. So I'm not as big of a you know Souls fan and all that as um, you know uh, some other people may be, but uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed Bloodborne. I thought absolutely incredible. So uh, I'm really loving Sekiro. The change of pace of you know parrying and encountering more than dodging and you know the the traversal and the different components you can get your arm and everything and the different moves you can buy when you when you get those abilities and 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 using them in fights and seeing how cool they look and everything it's that game's awesome um so that's been taking up most of my time um i've been playing a lot of splatoon 2 i still love that game and um, like I said, uh, I played Dauntless at PAX. I I uh, really really enjoyed it, so I came home, downloaded it, and I've been uh, playing that. It's like I said, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's it's just way more simple than Monster Hunter, and more accessible. And I just I love the way it looks. You know, all the different behemoths look awesome, and you know, I've just found myself thinking about that game more and more, and I, I can't wait to to play more of it. It's it's uh, it's uh, really ingrained itself in my brain. Uh, I can't wait for it to come to consoles, and you know, maybe you. Uh, I can't wait to see what more people think about it. Yeah, I'll be. You said it's free to play, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, um, I mean. Certainly, with no no risk uh, there, I uh, will be be glad to kind of check it out, see if it clicks in the way that Monster Hunter did. For sure. One one more thing that I've actually been playing too. It's uh, another game that I play packs that uh, it's been out for a little while now. It's called Faria, I believe. It's uh, similar to Hearthstone, but you actually have to like design the terrain. Like you also have to play terrain, and like certain cards can only be played if you have a certain amount of terrain out there. Like you build the map around your cards and everything and this co-op in it and you know obviously pvp and this campaigns and it was just a, a fresh uh change of pace from the normal you know you just have cards and play them it was interesting having to actually like build the environment out and strategically you know place your environment uh tiles down versus your regular cards and stuff so uh i found that to be really intriguing and that was super interesting very cool. And uh, how about you, George? I know what you've been playing, but tell the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'm pretty knee deep in, in, in the division. I'm at, uh, I just hit level 30, um, gear score uh, 430 and change or so. I should be ready to go by tomorrow. I just got one stronghold left to finish to be there. I'm really digging that. Gameplay is getting great. I'm excited to see what the, the future holds for it. Also playing... Uh, Sekiro, uh, little by little, a buddy of mine bought it for me. It's uh, his yearly tribute for mooching off my Netflix. Um, mm. It's yeah, I'm trying to slow burn it because I, I get frustrated as all hell. I just beat the the first uh, big boss in the in that first main area. Vented to Chris quite a bit. Uh, which, which which boss was that? I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. The, the horse, the the guy on the horse. Yeah, yeah, I, I I beat him. Okay, I just didn't want to like spoil anything. Yeah, he. He was yeah, he was, he was really cool. 
Yeah, I mean, he was. Uh, I had to look some shit up because I was having a hard time, and I, and then I realized that I had skipped over um, the merchant that gives you the firecracker tool, which was, you know, it was night and day between using that or not. I think Chris beat it without it. I don't know how the hell he did that. What? <laughs> but, Carefully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's a cool game. You know, I can't play it you know, several hours straight because I, I, you know, I get, I'll get too worked up and it is frustrating, but it is super rewarding once you finally, you know, beat one of those son of a bitches. Um, even some of those little mini boss generals can be a pain in the ass too, but, but I'm digging it. Sword plays great. Graphics are great. Um, I do have a question for you guys that have been playing it. You guys, uh, played in English. Yeah. Was I played in English. Yes. Dubbed. Okay. It's just, and uh, the only reason that I have for it, it's a dumb one, but it's just all the other From games have always been dubbed by default. Um, I will definitely be playing a new game plus of Sekiro, and I'll, I'm going to do it sub to kind of compare the two. But um, yeah. How about you? What are you doing? Dubbed or subbed? I've got it dubbed as well. Yeah, I was just wondering if it, you know, but traditionally, like, you know, when I watch, you know, some anime, I'd rather, I'd rather it uh, subtitled. Um, but yeah, not, not too bad so far. Excellent. Uh, so I have also been playing uh, Sekiro, and by all counts, it looks like I'm about three quarters of the way through. Um, with, you know, without uh, how far are you roughly, uh, Zach, without you know having to go into huge spoilers, just length, like you know, um, okay. Whew. You can tell um, me the area name because I don't think that spoils anything. Um, man, where am I? Ash- Ashina. All right, so I'm trying to. I want to see if I can explain a boss I'm at without actually giving away what the boss consists of. Uh, are there bows and arrows? There are no bows and arrows. Okay, um, gotcha. Here, I, I. Um, oh no, I can't type it because George. Uh, <clears throat> will see it. Yeah, uh, is there fire involved? Um, to an extent, yes, there is. Okay, I think I know where you are. Um, oh. so uh, there's, I, I, oh man, it's it's okay. I I think I kind of you're in Ashina Castle, like that area. Yeah. So I mean, I okay. I've gone multiple different, and I've gone to there, and I got up to um, a certain woman. Mm-hmm. And I was too low to fight her at the time. Oh, so. that's that's Harada Estate. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I I I I had I ventured there too early, and mm-hmm. and she, and she whooped my ass. And uh, I I beat her at low level because I didn't know. I just I figured you're supposed to go off on that tangent, so I did that area. Um, you can cheese that boss or not really cheese but you can use a certain technique to like really make that fight easy, especially for the first phase, but. So I think I have an idea. So have have you beat the same boss that George has done? Yes, I I, I beat him. He was actually fairly easy. I had the. He wasn't that big of an issue. Um, I also it was in the trailer, so I don't think it's too big of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I fought the giant serpent once. Um, so that was super cool. Trying to figure out how to, you know, go up against him. 
Oh, can you actually uh, wound that thing? I've I've not tried; just ran from it. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a a way there to. to okay, fair play. To... I'll I know where they are, so I'll go back. But uh, so yeah, I I'm enjoy. I'm three. I'm pretty far. Um, I will say that I kind of cheated to look up to see what the secret ending of the game was, like as far as like how to get it, not what actually happens, just because there's always. Uh, a secret ending from the from games um where you have to kind of do specific things in a quest chain i wanted to do that for my first because they're usually the most pain in the ass new game plus typically gets a little more difficult um i will say that uh not a spoiler you guys can probably figure um that you're gonna fight him again genichiro uh the second encounter uh nearly broke me with the game um yeah but it was one of those things where I, I actually watched a video online, not a boss fight video, but more mechanics. And there are so many helpful tips out there that are just not readily apparent. Like you would think because it's the opposite in Dark Souls by holding your sword up for block, your, your poise would reset slower. It actually resets faster if you're holding up block. Um, little things like that uh, ha- like have been very difficult for me to break my uh, myself of the habit from playing previous From games. Once I've kind of figured out what this what this game this from game wants me to do i've really started to enjoy it a lot more and uh I, it is it's up there for me in terms of from games i think it's very cool that they instead of going the obvious route and making another bloodborne or dark souls game did something kind of completely different with the stealth mechanics and the sword play and all of that uh in addition to Sekiro, i've also been playing division um i am at level i think i just hit 22 tonight um i've been trying to divide my time up i had some some stuff come up in my personal life that kind of stopped me from playing games for uh for a while so i'm a bit behind um the other thing i played uh, in one sitting because it's very brief is uh florence finally on mobile after hearing about it for a long time um i think the hype train was uh maybe just you know a little, uh, shall I say, um, over uh, zealous on this game. I thought it was a lovely story, um, really good music. Uh, you know, it was well told, great art design. But um, I don't know. Like I, I, I just thought it was, you know, it was a good, a good game, a well told story in an interesting format. But I didn't think it was uh, nearly near necessarily as special as a lot of people. Uh, you know. Um, it kind of led me to believe. Has anybody else played Florence? No. Yeah. No, I've, I've seen, I uh, heard it was supposed to be a good game, but I have no idea what it is. I, it's not even really a game uh, as so much as it is like a, a little interactive, um, like visual novel. Uh, it takes about 30 minutes to play through. Um, it is, you know, it's a lovely little story, a uh, sad story in a lot of ways about, you know, relationships and breakups and everything. But um, so, yeah, that was the other thing. Um, hoping to hit uh the appropriate level before the first uh raid in division eight person raid i don't know what console everyone's playing on but i know we need a couple extra bodies in our clan so let's fucking squad up if uh i got some xbox people i know george and i would love to have uh, a couple extra bodies along so we can fill it out um be fun yeah i definitely i was gonna start a new character just kidding and Join y'all on there because I've had a blast. I've done all the side missions. I found all the artifacts, everything. I've I got 152 hours into it, and I'm having a blast. Yeah, it's it's a great game. It took me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, uh, for it to really click with me. 
I, I was very, very worried that it was going to be very samey to Division One, and in the early hours, it does kind of feel that way until like you really start kind of getting to the meat and potatoes of the combat, uh, and then it starts to feel great. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I've I've enjoyed it, man. I love it. It's it's a relief to see a games of service launch with you know relatively few issues. It seems like they learned a lot. I mean, having the benefit of hindsight always helps with those games. Oh, yes. um, so. Meanwhile, I'm still over here playing Anthem. It's okay, man. That Jason Trier article was uh, just heartbreaking. You know, like uh, I, I know what really... I'm. Just, I'm just. You're right. It was. It was truly. It was brutal, and it's. It's such a shame because I, I really do love this game, and I feel like the foundation is there, and I really hope that they can pull like a No Man's Sky and just completely turn this game around and and you know give it give it a positive image and you know i just hope that they stay consistent with the updates and they really uh you know uh you know just change everybody's opinion every every everyone's so down on it and and well i think bioshock or bioshock jesus bioware was uh maybe it sounded like um had the impression that the article was like more damaging to like the brand and the studio i kind of disagree i think it lent a little bit of a human angle to the whole story um if anything i have more sympathy for the developers than i did before the article came out you know what i mean like to just kind of hear the that they were well aware that there was a lot more that they wanted to do and needed some more time. And that essentially they were told what everyone suspected from EA, which is like, Hey, it's got to hit our fiscal, you know, end of our fiscal year for profit reasons, which is just never a good reason to put a game out. So um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. There is the foundation of something special there. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just hoping over time, you know, they said, I'm just hoping that they could, their, their full vision of the game can become a reality. Because it like like I said, the foundation's there, everything's there. Like I, I'm hoping like starting with the cataclysm and and moving forward, since I believe that's their first huge update. I'm hoping like from that point on, people are like, all right, man, I'll, I'll give Anthem another chance. Plenty of games have shown before, like if you just keep supporting it, right, you can always bring back old players or bring in new players. Like for Absolutely. me, I have no regrets for holding off on this game, but I also feel like you know. Um, if, if they do have their No Man's Sky next update or Destiny Taken King, um, it, you know, I'll be able to experience the game, you know, untainted, quote unquote, where like, you know, my first impression of the game, like true impression, you know, hopefully will be a, a you know, a positive one. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I do hope they keep, Bioware is one, I'm like, I have a soft spot for them even after, you know, Andromeda and Anthem. Um, and I still, you know, you guys know, feel that I feel like Andromeda's dra uh, drama was a little blown out of proportion, but Agreed, and we talked about that. I, yeah. I, I but they're a studio that I, you know, I always want to see. BC. I mean, really, all studios, man. For anybody that wants to has a vision and you know tries to make this uh, art, um, I always have tremendous sympathy for and want to see be successful. You know, from big ones to little ones doesn't matter. So, all right. Well, I think that about does it for the week, guys. Thank you as always. I know it was a little bit of a long night with us having to get through that first bracket. I think we're going to be doing that actually as a breakout episode. So look for that to drop. Sorry if there's a bit of a continuity error. Chalk it up to us being bozos. And uh, I hope you um, enjoyed this episode. And as we kind of uh, embrace this new format, if uh, you out there have topics, um, we always like suggestions. If there's uh, 
particular topic, genre, debate. Uh, we like debating, as you can tell on the show. Um, you know, toss it our way. Like that's the kind of thing we're hoping to do is have our, our personalities come out a bit more and uh, and try to you know do do a little bit more um, you know interacting with our audience. So. Um, Zach, you want to uh, go ahead on our way out here, uh, plug your normal stuff, and then one more time, remind everybody uh, about our special guest next week. Uh, yeah, so you can follow me. Uh, uh, my Twitter is at Optimus Prime. There's two M's in both Optimus and Prime, as well as two E's. Um, also, don't forget next week's uh, super exciting. We're going to have the... Uh, game director um, from Rat Loop Games on here talking about Lemnisgate, um, super fun game that uh, was at PAX East this year, and I'm super excited for everybody to hear more about that. So definitely stay tuned for that next week. Excellent. And uh, Adam, where can people find you, my friend? Yeah, everyone can just follow me on Twitter at Adam Gumby, and uh, yeah, just keep up with me. I'll be posting stuff about the bracket and. Uh, all the good stuff that's going on with the podcast. Fantastic. All right. And uh, George? Uh, me? Just got a Instagram, GeorgeRebel underscore 07. Um, I think I'm reactivating my old Twitter account, so I might get in on that. I don't remember the username offhand, though. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> oh, just teasing. How about your gamer tag, too, if uh, anybody wants to squat up in the division or anything else uh xbox one it's gonna be i space sick space one space i all you know all letters um same thing for the ps4 though i only really play the ps4 for exclusives awesome and bobby miller how about you sir yes you can find me on twitter psn xbox one everything is always Smooth four two three. Fantastic, and I am it's Waterman on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me at Chris ninety day. That's Chris nine zero day d a y at both uh, PlayStation and Xbox. And uh, we look forward to next week's show where we narrow that bracket down just a little bit more. But until then, it has been a pleasure. Thank you all for joining me this evening. We'll see you next week.